Vegetarian Zen, episode number 71. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be discussing alkaline and acidic foods. Now, this is something that intrigued me as I was reading a book. I think it was one of my books on training for the half marathon. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. It was Brandon Brazier's... um, Thrive. uh, Thrive. Thrive. Yes, thank you. Thrive book. And he had a listing of some acidic foods and alkaline foods. And it it started, I started having questions. And so Larissa and I started doing some research further on uh, on this concept of alkaline versus acidic foods. And we want to share some stuff with you. Now we're going to be completely upfront with you. Some of the information out there is contradictory. Oh, very. (laughs) I was telling Vicki when I was working on the research, uh, getting the outline together that it's very confusing. It it can be. And so you're, you know, we're not going to tell you well, this is how it is because, uh, you know, even people that are, quote, experts out there differ on what they what they say about some of this stuff. So we're going to share with you kind of our take on it. And I think bottom line is, I'm reading another book that I'm going to share with you guys pretty soon, but bottom line is you have to pay attention to your body mm-hmm. and how your body reacts to certain foods that you eat. So, right. um, yeah, so we're going to get into that. But first, I know we have a uh, new rating yes. and we also have a shout out. We do. So... Our rating comes from Australia, and I'm not going to say some cheesy Australian bad accent thing no, like don't Phil do Dunphy that. would do. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Um, but th- now, this was back from uh, August. August 14th, we got this review, and it's from Yassi5, and the title of the review was Vegetarian Enlightenment. And the review says, 30 to 40 minutes of absolute enlightenment. I have been vegetarian for over 25 years, five of these vegan, but am amazed at how much I am learning from these relative newbies on the block. Lots of varied topics, well-researched and presented in an honest, open, safe, and non-judgmental format. If you're, ve- if you're vegetarian or wanting to be because of your love for animals and have been steering clear of commentary, afraid the shock and awe value of the cruelty side will be used, then fear not. This podcast is safe, supportive, informative, and delightfully entertaining. I encourage you to go back to the first episode as I did and join Vicki and Larissa as they take their first steps into a new lifestyle, support and encourage each other, and quickly inform themselves and us of the benefits, hows, whys, and what to look for while trying to achieve a peaceful Zen existence. I thank them both. Cheers, Deb in Australia. Wow. That is I got like, chills. That was like one of the best reviews I think it we've really gotten. It really is. And what's so awesome about it, and first of all, thank you so much, Deb. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't even imagine how that, that literally gave me chills mm-hmm. right now. I mean, just listening to it. And we had gone over it, of course, before, but just as you read it out loud, something about that just gave me chills. What I think what it is, is that the safe and supportive environment, that was like our number one goal when we started this podcast is we wanted to people to feel safe because I know even going into some of the other forums that are out there, there's some good ones, but there's also some that are not, you don't feel very safe Mm -hmm. or supported Mm -hmm. if you're not like 100% believing what the people in that space believe or, or trying to do. 
And that's really was our goal is to create a place for friends to be able to come and feel that safety and feel that they weren't being judged Mm -hmm. and able to just pick up some information that they might find useful in their journey towards a healthier plant-based lifestyle. Right. Well, and I think that Deb's review just kind of encapsulates everything that we're about perfectly. So uh, I may be contacting you, Deb, to see if we can use your your review uh, as part of our website uh, because yeah. it's just it's perfect. It, it describes everything that we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and you know, with that in mind, just one quick thing. I, I know we need to get onto our episode, but uh, I wanted to kind of send out a little bit of a teaser of something that we're working on. Uh, and this is kind of. Deb's review made me think of it because, you know, when we started this at the very beginning, it was at the very beginning for us. You know, it was right after we became vegetarians. We were just a few months into being vegetarians. And so, you know, those of you who have listened along the way or have gone back and caught up, you kind of know some of our story. But we're working on a book, an ebook, and it will kind of let you know everything that happened and more about us and everything. So that'll be coming out. Probably in a couple months. So be looking for that. I'm excited. I'm really excited about that. I'm having fun with it. All right. So now we have one website comment. Uh, We're going to do a website instead of Facebook or Twitter today. And that is from Jan Wiles. And Jan says, Hi, Vicki and Larissa. I love your show and enjoy your friendly manner. I eagerly listen to each episode as I am currently vegetarian slash vegan, quote, with a small V to quote Molly Katzen. Vicki, I recently listened to another podcast that I think you would find fascinating, the September 24th episode of The Main Street Vegan, entitled Live from London, interviews elite vegan marathon runner slash titleist Fiona Oakes. Her story is really fascinating. For instance, she became a vegan as a young child against her family's influence. She says she doesn't like to run, but only does it to bring attention to veganism to help animals, and she runs a large animal sanctuary. She also holds multiple titles, including the fastest marathon time inside the Arctic Circle. I think you would really enjoy this episode and find it motivating. Keep up the good work. That is awesome. Thanks so much, Jan, and I am definitely going to download that episode and listen to it. Just uh, as a reminder for folks out out there who may not know, I am signed up now for the half marathon, the half half marathon, rock and roll marathon. Right. Yeah. Yay. And that's in December. And I have been very disciplined and Mm -hmm. I I do love to run. You're kicking butt. Thank you. (laughs) It is very meditative for me. I've also been really focusing on the nutrition factor. So lots of things coming together for me now. But thank you so much, Jan. I I definitely look forward to listening to that. Wonderful. Okay, let's get into our topic then. All right, then. Well, the purpose of this episode is not to advocate an alkaline diet, but rather we just want to talk about alkaline and acidic foods and how they may affect the body and impact your health. So that as you're making choices, you can kind of give you some things to consider, in other words. Right, exactly. So let's start off with a bit of a pH primer. So the pH, your pH level determines how acidic or alkaline something is. And that's not just for the human body. That's for, you know, minerals and anything that, that um, is either on either side of that scale. Uh, the pH level determines what part of the scale that's on. So uh, it's either now I've, I read zero to 14 scale, but I also read one to 14, but I don't really think it makes for our purposes. It doesn't really make that much difference. 
So then zero or one would be completely acidic. 14 is completely alkaline and seven is neutral. Okay, now normal blood pH is about 7.35 to 7.45. And so it's slightly more alkaline than acidic. Right. And then as opposed to that, your stomach pH is 3.5 or lower. Uh, and that is because, so that's more acidic, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's because you need acid, and I believe hydrochloric acid is one, and then there's some other stomach acids. Uh, but you need that acid to digest, to break down the food that you eat. All right, so one way that the body regulates its its blood pH level is through the urine. So urine pH can be either more acidic or more alkaline, depending on whether blood is too alkaline or acidic. Right, right? so in other words, if you eat something, I guess, that's really acidic, then your blood... Um, your blood pH will be more acidic. And so your urine is going to be more acidic as it tries to expel that excess acid. Okay. So when I was doing this research for this episode, I think I uh, mentioned that I found it very confusing. And that's because I found that there were kind of two different sides, as there often are in different medical issues like this, or, you know, health issues like this. There is, they were, they are, <laughs> they there are, um, but... This one really seemed like contradictory. Like Mm -hmm. we've seen some that kind of differ a little bit, but this one was like really contradictory. Right. And it's strange about this. Right. The two sides we're talking about are the medical establishment and then holistic medicine. So kind of conventional medicine, you know, or modern medicine and holistic medicine. All right. So let's talk about some of that. Okay. So uh, according to something that I went on, uh, (laughs) Wow, what is wrong with us? (laughs) Something that I read on WebMD, this is an article about alkaline, and and the article was talking about is is eating alkaline foods better for you or, you know. So this this is a quote from that article. It says, there's some early evidence that a diet low in acid producing foods like animal protein such as meat and cheese and bread and high in fruits and veggies could help prevent kidney stones, keep bones and muscles strong, improve heart health and brain function, reduce low back pain, and lower risk for colon cancer and type 2 diabetes. But researchers aren't sure yet. Okay. Right. And then they go on to say that the alkaline diet, as it's sometimes called, or the alkaline ash diet or alkaline acid diet, um as it's been called in kind of like the diet circles where yeah. you've got different types of diets. There's even been like ce- some celebrity endorsements of this kind of right, stuff, right? Right, right. And it's another one like, you know, how remember when we talked about the uh, cleansing and how it was all celebrity? Yeah. 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 So I think a lot of this by the medical establishment is kind of being lumped in with things like that. Okay. But um, so what are some of the claims of this alkaline diet okay some of the claims are weight loss prevention of cancer diabetes and other serious illnesses Mm -hmm. are some of the other claims but you know you got to think okay well if i'm eating more fruits and veggies and Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's kind of you know yeah promoting (laughs) it's kind of promotes that too yeah and less disease anyway right yeah and the cool thing about when you eat that way a lot of times i always tell people i feel like when i exercise it's usually a result of 
having been eating better, it's like a circle, right? Mm-hmm. So when I eat better, I want, I feel better. I want to go out. I want to exercise. Right. And then when I exercise, it fuels me to want to eat better. So it's right. kind of this awesome circle. So all of that stuff, I think, can kind of contribute to that. Right. Which is probably exactly. why it's hard to nail that down and say, is this directly mm-hmm. responsible for you know, this lowered like weight loss and illnesses and stuff. Right. And I think that here's, here's the problem that the medical uh, side of it, conventional medicine has with this is the, this alkaline diet claim, the claim uh, to how it works is that eating alkaline foods will change your blood pH. And then this blood pH change will result in the things that we mentioned. But actually what um, medical science says is that the body is responsible for regulating its blood pH. So alkaline foods do very, eating alkaline foods does really very little to actually change your blood pH because your body has a system of kind of checks and balances where if your blood pH is too high, there are processes that go into, into effect to, to lower it, to regulate it. And uh, so they're saying that this diet, quote, in quotes, may, quote, work for some people, but not for the reason that they're saying that, you know, the foods actually lower your blood pH. I don't really believe that. I mean, I think what you eat can affect your body, whether it be that, you know, whether it impacts... It doesn't matter the reason, right? As long as it affects it positively, does it matter the reason or the mechanism? Yeah, and I do agree, though, that everybody's body's very different. Mm -hmm. And so some people can get away with eating, for example, more carbs than other people because their body regulates that stuff differently. Mm -hmm. So I I can see that, but I still think that what you put into your body does impact. Now, whether it impacts your pH level, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I, I just think that... I find it hard to believe that that doesn't make that much of a difference. Right. Well, and then let's, and from that point, then let's take a look at what holistic medicine says about this, about eating, you know, more acidic, I mean, less acidic foods and more alkaline foods. So holistic medicine says that an acidic environment in the body um, causes problems. Yeah. It promotes bad Bad bacteria and fungal growth lowers oxygen levels and stops cell metabolism, which uh, causes them not to grow and be replaced as quickly. Right. So that's what this acidic environment, when your body's very acidic, this is what can happen. Right. And then um, an imbalance of acid and alkaline levels in your body, uh, according to holistic medicine, increases inflammation decreases oxygen, which leads to energy loss, which of course, you know, leads to fatigue and and just not being able to fight um, illness as as easily. And then also it affects the imbalance in um, acid and alkaline levels affects 10 different major systems in the body, including your respiratory, circulatory, nervous, skin, gastrointestinal systems, plus uh, others. Okay, so how can someone tell if they might have this imbalance between acid and alkaline. Well, this is kind of this is kind of hard because there are you know some just basic symptoms, but if you look listen to these symptoms, I got four here. They could be practically anything. So yeah. runny nose, skin breakouts, fatigue, bowel irregularities. I mean, you could that be allergic could be, to something. Yeah, right. That could be anything. So I you know I don't really I, you can't really go so much by that. I don't think. But let's let's get into and let's actually talk about some foods and you know where they fall on that 
scale, that pH scale. Acidic foods. Now, and this should come as no surprise. You're talking about things that are processed. Yeah, like, and then like sodas, energy drinks, mm-hmm. popcorn. Right. Uh, um, natural, uh, I'm sorry, um, on, on those artificial sweeteners. Yes, yes. Anything that's been processed and then also dairy products and um, animal products in general. So meats, cheeses, milks, uh, butter, things like that. And the reason, you know, it's really surprising to me that, you know, you always think of milk as being not acidic, as being like, um, I know when I was growing up, I started having heartburn problems when I was about, oh, 14 or 15. And whenever I would have heartburn, this is way before I started taking any kind of medication or anything for it. Whenever I would have heartburn, I would go and I would drink milk, right? Because it the the immediate sensation was that it made that heartburn go away. Little did I know, I was actually promoting that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and well, I that's mean, true. Because like, even when you eat something really spicy, mm-hmm. they tell you to drink alcohol or milk. And remember mm-hmm. when we still were drinking milk? I would drink a glass of milk when I had something that was just too spicy. Right. But you're right. I mean, I, I didn't think about... I, I guess that makes sense, though, because this is talking about acidity in your blood. Mm-hmm. So that's that's different. Right, right. So then, uh, okay, so the things that are on that... Cause, so we've mentioned some things. So let's talk about levels, I guess. So the things that are closest to that most acidic. So in the three range, you've got, like you mentioned, uh, carbonated water, club soda, energy drinks... And then uh, it kind of goes down from there. So there are some, when you get up to six, which is almost neutral, you do start to see some fruits and some like cooked vegetables. So cooked beans, cooked spinach, things like that. Grains is in that range as well. Right. But you have to consider that uh, things like the, the things we just mentioned are not at the very far, you know, most acid end of the scale. They're close to neutral. So that's okay. I mean, you can't cut out everything that's a little bit acid because then you're, you are going to be cutting out some good things. Yeah, and I was going to say, that doesn't mean everything that's not on the low end or on the alkaline is what you should be eating and that you shouldn't be eating anything on the acid level. It's right. Just, yeah, just things to consider. Right, right. And then uh, neutral is most tap water, most spring water, seawater, and river water. I don't know if I want to be drinking river water, but <laughs> but there it is. Uh, and then uh, on the alkaline side are... Most um, fruits, veg- most vegetables, and these again, we're not going to go through like every single thing and what number it is, but between eight and ten, eight and twelve, you know, are most fruits, most vegetables, and things like that. Wild rice is on there, mm-hmm. avocado is my favorite. Yes, avocados, and those are a nine, so that's good. That's right? really good, and that's good because I have avocado almost every day right. in some form, right. And then, uh, you know, again, like we, we just mentioned, one interesting thing is that for some vegetables, the cooked versions are more acidic than the raw versions. And I'm not sure exactly why oh, that is. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but then that kind of goes along with that's one of the purported benefits of eating raw foods. Yeah. Um, so remember episode yeah. 61 where we talked about eating raw foods. I wonder if because you're taking out when you cook them, maybe certain alkaline forming properties like are nutrient. eliminated yeah that's a good that yeah, might be know. that i don't yeah. know but so if you if i you're, could be totally making something up here too, sure so. why not <laughs> but uh so if you're interested in hearing more about the raw foods aspect of that then uh check back with our episode 61 where we had an episode on raw foods 
So I guess the bottom line is you want to make sure that you're just not having all acid foods mm -hmm. and that maybe what's a good ratio might be around, and I think something you found was more like around the 70 to 80% range for alkaline foods mm -hmm. and only about 20 to 30% acidic foods. Right. And if you, I mean, just like, We already mentioned some of those. It makes total sense. You don't want your day to be comprised of energy drinks and popcorn and McDonald's and, 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 McDonald's and stuff and, like that. Yeah. And you want most of your food to be coming from spinach, broccoli, and things of that nature. Avocado. Absolutely. <laughs> avocado. Yeah. Yes. Uh, an avocado a day keeps the doctor away. Right. Is that right? <laughs> well, you know, now as we're going to transition a little bit into some of the types of foods to eat. One of the things that I've, I saw in the research that you had pulled was lemons limes and that's another one that kind of throws you because you think i mean i think that's acid when i get a, some lemon in a cut on my finger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure feels like acid right but it's actually very alkaline forming mm -hmm. which is cool because i've started to put like a half or a quarter of a lemon in some water in the morning because it's supposed to help the first thing when i drink water is i have a little bit of lemon in it because it's supposed to help to to uh, balance your pH levels in mm -hmm. your blood. Yeah, absolutely. So I have that. So some other fruits are lemons, limes, avocados, tomatoes, and grapefruits. And that's another, tomato is another one you would think yeah. it's supposed to be very acidic, yeah. right? But it's actually not. And then vegetables include asparagus, cabbage, peas, spinach, turnips, carrots, garlic, kale, and celery. Awesome. Those are things mm -hmm. outside of the cabbage and the asparagus, because you don't like that, and the turnips. Those are things we have pretty... Pretty, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Yeah, and the, you know, there those are just a few. There are a lot more. Um, those are the ones that you just mentioned. Those are generally in the ten range for pH level. So you know, of course, there are others that are at eight or nine, and and um, so by all means, just because it, we, it's not on that short short list that Vicky just mentioned, doesn't mean you shouldn't be eating. You know other fruits and vegetables yeah and it's so easy if you just look just google alkaline foods and it'll give you a great yeah there are all kinds of, of charts out, out there. there let's talk about some seeds and nuts because that's one of my favorite snacks to have during the day at work like right around 3 p.m ish where most people would be tempted to go to the vending machine quite honestly it's so awesome that i'm really not mm -hmm. tempted the only time i'm really tempted is when i've done very poorly with managing with eating enough mm -hmm. that day Because especially on run days, I, oh man, I will be, you know that. By yeah. the time I come home, I'm like, what are we going to eat? Because I'm I so know. hungry some days because I haven't balanced it out right. But if I'm assuming that I have paid attention and actually balanced out my meals, a handful of nuts right around 3 mm -hmm. p.m. is awesome because it just helps me to, it ties me over till, till dinner time. And the nuts I typically eat are almonds which are really good because those are more on the alkaline side. But included in that are pumpkin seeds and sesame seeds on mm -hmm. that side. Right. And then whole grains include flax and spelt. And then also lentils and certain types of oils. So flax oil, avocado oil, olive oil are all alkaline. Um, and then let's get into just quickly some types of foods to avoid. And I think we've already pretty much touched on all of these, but uh, meats, Eggs, cheese, milk and other dairy products, refined grains, sodas, refined sugar, processed foods, microwavable and packaged products, fast foods, saturated fats, hydrogenated oils, tobacco. Yeah, so even if we weren't talking about acidic foods here, these would just pretty much be yeah. foods to avoid anyways. So. Right, and I think that kind of backs up our point, what we yeah. were saying towards the beginning is that, okay, so this quote-unquote alkaline diet that is kind of put out there, you know, as a diet 
and the medical people are saying it's a fad. Well, okay, it's full of healthy stuff. Yeah. It's not telling you to eat jelly beans and beets and tuna right. for, you know, every day for six weeks. Or it's, even like when we're talking about some of the superfood stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, yeah, there's some companies that are taking advantage of that and like labeling their things as superfoods and mm-hmm. and trying to promote this diet around like those acai berries and all mm-hmm. that that we've seen. But it's still better than going on a Big Mac diet. Yes, right? exactly. And this is basically just telling you to eat the good stuff and stay away from the bad stuff. Yeah. Right? So um, I think the thing is you just want to be careful of people that say you have to order this from them. Yeah. To, you know, order our package of superfoods or whatever. Because right. you can find, like we talked about in our last episode. Is it our last episode? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, what, uh, yeah. One of our couple, last, uh, last our superfoods episode. <laughs> a lot of this stuff you can find yourself. You right. don't have to be ordering some special package from some country, you know, some mm-hmm. other country or something. You can find a lot of this stuff yourself. Right. All right. Are we ready to get into the recipe of the week? Sure. Let's do that. Okay. I'll let you do this. Okay. So now this is not our recipe. This is, but I thought this was very fitting. This comes from a very good website that I found, and it's called the Alkaline Sisters website. Hey, that's cool. The Alkaline that's Sisters, cool right. And it's it's a beautiful website, and their recipe page is just, I, I love the way they have it set up because it's all pictures. There's no, like, there's no text. Or, you know, you hover over the picture, and it tells you what the recipe is. Oh, I was going to say, how do they tell you the recipe? Yeah, no, no, no. You no, see you something, just, and you're like, oh, what's that? Yeah, Aww. right. <laughs> well, you click on the picture, and it'll take you to the okay, recipe. Cool. But but it's just all, it's just like a wall of, of thumbnail images of these beautiful recipes. Very cool. Right. So that's where I found this recipe. So this is cinnamon quinoa breakfast. Ooh, that sounds good. And we'll have to try it. So it contains quinoa, cinnamon, allspice, almond milk, vanilla, walnuts, apple, blueberries, and then some other things too. Ooh, that sounds good with the cool weather coming uh-huh. in. Ooh, that sounds very yeah, but very I mean comfort food. But look at all that. It's all alkaline foods, right? Very cool. So, and again, going back to the reason why I have lemon water in the morning. I mean, then you follow it up with something like this. It's mm-hmm. again very very blood neutralizing (laughs) that's very cool right um yeah so i'll put that out on there and then um but definitely check out their website it's it's beautiful it's an amazing looking website all right let's get into the quote of the week now the quote of the week this week is from buddha okay and he said to keep the body in good health is a duty otherwise we shall not be able to keep our mind strong and clear completely agree Completely. I mean, mm-hmm. that is one of the benefits, I think, that we've both experienced, this mind fog that we used to have mm-hmm. previously when we were eating a lot of junk food and when we became junk food vegetarians mm-hmm. even. That mind fog was just like yeah. horrible. You remember? We yeah. Were just, we were just constantly tired and yeah. even not eating meat, but we were still eating processed and junk. Well, and you know what's so funny about that? Just one quick note before we, we go here. Um, when you said mind fog... Okay, you know, you our listeners know that I have lupus, right? And then not too long before we became vegetarians, I was also uh, starting to show a lot of symptoms of fibromyalgia. Not right? to mention your diabetes symptoms were pretty yeah. much out of control too. Yeah, but uh, one of the thing, one of the symptoms. Uh, between fibromyalgia and lupus is something called brain fog, right? Really? So, right. Brain fog is, you know, very um, confused and cloudy and all this stuff. So I was feeling like that a lot. And I was blaming it on 
fibromyalgia. I mean, how convenient is that, right? Yeah. I have fibromyalgia. I have brain fog. And this is not, uh, before we get emails or anything, this is not to say that fibromyalgia is not a real Oh, uh, you know, because you have it. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. But what I'm, my point is, is that after we became vegetarians and got through the junk food phase and, and started really, after I started really embracing eating more vegetables and fruits and things like that, a lot of that disappeared. Right. You know, I still, I still uh, have the, the problem of forgetting words. But it's not, I, I don't have... I think that's just all you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tiny brain, I know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't but say I think, that. Uh, I think a lot of it is, uh, a lot of it has dissipated. And yeah. I really, really credit the fact that I'm not eating the meat. I'm not eating, drinking the milk all the time. I'm not doing a lot of those things. You know, and a lot of credit goes to you as well, because I know, and again, we're not saying that medicine is bad. I think that medicine is necessary in some cases, but I think to try to throw a pill at every single thing Mm -hmm. is not a good thing either. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're really honest with yourself and have asked yourself, am I doing everything that I possibly can before taking this med- medication because right. to your point the doctor could have very well prescribed you and i know that you you are not on medication for lupus you were just controlling your symptoms on your own and of course there's degrees of lupus so we're not saying right you know no, please consult your doctor everybody's different everybody's body is different mm-hmm. and larissa's flare-ups were were bad but they were certainly manageable and directly she found in her own like self-observation directly related to how she was treating her body Mm -hmm. and when she was under a lot of stress when she wasn't eating well and eating a lot of junk they the flare-ups would be more frequent and more severe and when she started taking care of herself those started to subside quite a bit right and i'm still working on it i still have work to do and you know i'll be the first one to admit that i don't always eat the best i i'm really really working on ways to help control that help control the sugar that i'm eating uh, because i have noticed that i've been eating more sugar lately and i'm feeling the effects of it and so that's something that i'm working on ongoing and so i just kind of want to put this out to our listeners if you need support with anything like that I need support too. So don't be afraid to reach out to us, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and just, I'd be happy to just talk, you know, I'd be happy to Skype, um, coming up here in the next, I don't know, hopefully a few months, we'd like to get start doing some Google, uh, hangouts, you know, that's another way that maybe we can connect. But if you'd like to talk just one-on-one, reach out to me because, you know, we all need support. Right. And what's worked for you, too. You can share mm-hmm. that, too, right? Yes, what has exactly. worked for you. You know, but give yourself credit as well. You say you still have a lot, lot of work to do, but look at how far you've come. Uh, and that's a big yeah. message of we, what we talk about to our community and to our listeners. But we have to practice that for ourselves, too, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're a little bit harder on ourselves. We try to be non-judgmental <laughs> to our community. But yeah. I know you are very judgmental of yourself very, a lot of times. Very. And you're, like, calling yourself out on a lot of stuff. And just be forgiving of yourself. It's just a little bit, just being a little bit better. And think about yourself five years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was crazy, Larissa. We were both, we were talking about how we used to get like a box of a dozen donuts, bring it home. She'd have six and I'd have six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about how far we've come since then. Yeah. And we that's haven't not had a donut over three days. That's oh no, this six. is six like when yeah. we got home. Yeah. We sometimes one in the car and like five <laughs> yeah. when you got home. Yeah. So, I mean, think about that yeah. and, and how we've evolved. And, and hopefully that gives you, you know, anyone out there who feels like 
their situation is hopeless or they're not able to to uh, make those changes over time. I mean, and we even both still have some weight to lose and such, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm just not letting that stop me. And I know you're not either. We just do the best we can every day. Yeah. One change is better than no change. That's right? absolutely right. All right. Well, off of our soapboxes now, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this was a good episode and I hope everybody enjoyed it. All right. Well, then on to the next. Sweet. See you Peace then. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. <laughs>